Hello everyone, welcome to the Joking Dolphin Gaming Pod. Hi Mark, and as always I'm joined by Matthew. Hi. And Nathan. Yo, yo, yo. How are we doing? Good. All right. Good and all right. Well, yep. can't ask for any more, can we? You can't. Nope. How, are you, how are you doing, Mark? Thriving. I'm doing adequate. Just adequate, <laughs> okay. <Fair enough. laughs> no, now we're here talking about games. How can I not be happy? Depends on what kind of news we're talking about. <laughs> well, we'll get on to that. Speaking of which, shall we move on to the news? Then? Let's do it. Does anybody yeah. have anything exciting to kick us off with? I don't know if exciting is the right word for this bit of news, but I'll okay. get into it anyway. Go on, so it's just a quick PSA about the Microsoft Activision Blizzard deal. Oh, that thing. The thing yep. that we talk about all the time. So this is really quick, guys. So basically... The merger agreement deadline has been extended to the 18th of October. So at the end, at the start of the last pod, we thought it's going to go through literally imminently in the next week. Another twist in the tail, and they've moved it forward. So Bobby doesn't get his three billion from Microsoft. Poor Bobby. Oh, what a shame, eh? What a shame, poor lad. Yeah. But they've got an extra couple of months now to... Over over two months now to get it all to drag this sign seal delivered even more. <laughs> Honestly, if it goes into 2024, I'll be astounded. It will though, won't it? Yeah, it probably will. Yeah. What well, should we talk about the, uh, the 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 ASRB? So that's the Entertainment Software Ratings Board in North America. Ooh, so yeah. it's a, it is apparently attempting to get the FTC, which of course we've heard about in regards to this Activision stuff. They try. They attempted to try and get the FTC to greenlight the use of facial age checker technology to verify ages of users. So this is known as the Privacy Protection Facial Age Estimation, and it's a collaboration between digital identity firm Yoti, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, and software company Super Awesome. And it works like this: so the user takes a photo of themselves, the system then checks if there's a live human face in the frame, and then the image is then uploaded to Yoti's backend server for estimation. But this, of course, led to backlash because largely due to the uh, what this means in terms of privacy for like minors. Yeah. And uh, this was reported by IGN and IGN apparently received a rather heated email about the reporting of it. Not just from IGN, but reports elsewhere. And they said in this email, first and foremost, this application is not to authorize the use of this technology with children. Full stop. Nor does this software take and store selfies of users or attempt to confirm the identity of users. Furthermore, this application makes no mention of using age estimation to prevent children from purchasing and or downloading restrictively rated video games, nor do we intend to recommend its use in that way. Which makes me question, if that's the case, what what is it for? I'm a bit puzzled by it all. Yeah, I mean, there's to me, there's a, f- a mm. couple of holes in this. Like, firstly... What if you're just really youthful looking, like me, for example? Yeah, I think, <laughs> but I think they actually said that um, the cutoff for is actually the age of 25. So I think it's something like um, in America, I think you need like approval from parents for you know when you are applying for something. Yeah, and you're a minor. Yeah, like a guarantor. It says, says yeah, it says like a notification to the parents, and then they have to approve it. I think maybe that's what they're trying to go with. But apparently 25 is the cutoff. So if you're younger than 25, you need to get approval, which is a bit 
That that's weird. That's that, because I I was moved out of my house when I was 19 years old. I'm not crawling back to my mum yeah. or dad saying, "Yeah, can can I have approval to buy a game, please?" Yeah, you can't do it. I think there was a backlash by everyone about that. I'm not surprised. Mm. It's just a bit of a silly endeavour. Plus, can't you just give your phone or whatever picture method you're going to use to somebody else and get them to send their picture in to be verified instead? And you just play the games. I don't know if it's like, um, you know, every time you boot the game up or something like that. It might be that. Because I think it uses the canvas from, I don't know, whatever devices. Hmm. But I can understand if this might be used, at, you know, in shops, you know, when you're buying the game. Because let's be honest, shops are very lax when it comes to ratings, aren't they? Yeah. Don't flog anything to kids. So maybe it could be useful for that. But it, this appears to be not for that usage. I think this is for when you're just using the game. So a bit bit weird. bit weird. Don't think it'll catch on. No, I doubt it as well. Because if, if, for example, you've got a PS5 but no camera, what are, you, what are you going to do? That's it, you can't play it. <laughs> just yeah, locked no out games. on the PS5. <laughs> weird. I don't know. It just seems all a bit weird. Right, should we, uh, should we swing this back around over to, uh, to Activision just a little bit? It's fine. It's not. It's not negative. Well, I mean, you could, it's not negative. Activision. I mean, you could see, okay. see it as negative, I suppose, depending on how you look at the franchise itself. Yeah, um, but this year's Call of Duty seems to have been unfortunately leaked by a um, unusual suspect. I'm, I'm getting really confused with this. Did weren't they supposed to not have one? Or am I confusing it with that last year? I'm... No. So, <laughs> so I it was. That. After Modern yeah, Warfare so, 2, that they was going to have this year off. Oh, wait, next year. This year. Yeah, like, that's right. Like this year is in, like, from... Then yeah. start next year. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's what was um, reported on wildly and seemingly confirmed at some point by sort of reliable journalists and sources. Um, but then, I don't know, Activision... Saw the money. A, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> well, they would do, wouldn't they? Like rather it's for the gamers, mate. It's not for the money. <laughs> rather than add an expansion to Modern Warfare 2, like, oh, well, why can't we just make another game? Like we always have. Yeah. So, yes, so the logo for the next Call of Duty um, got leaked with motion material from the Monster Energy company. Oh, that lot. Would anyone like to guess on what the next Call of Duty would be? Or should I just go straight for it? Uh, Black Ops no. 4. There's oh, already been a Black Ops 4. Oh, okay. That shows World how much War, I know World Black War 3. <laughs> <laughs> World War 3? Uh, no, no. Don't say Modern Warfare 3. Well. So it's direct, what, a directly follow-up for it? A direct sequel to Modern Warfare 2. This year's COD is going to be Modern Warfare 3. Developed by Sledgehammer Games. So I don't know what's happened to their potential next game, wherever that was going to be. Even though, next, I mean, this year it should really have been Treyarch's go again, so that's a bit of a strange one. Well, it, sh- it weren't supposed to be anybody's go this year. But... Well, no, that, that is also true as well. Maybe that's why Sledgehammer's doing it. So, yeah, so it looks like this year it's going to be Model Warfare 3. Um, there was some other leaked information about what's actually going to be in the game as well. Um, from what I saw, they're going to have, well, they're going to make a new map for Warzone 2.0. Which is meant to be more similar, or something, something in line uh, of the previous 
of the very first Warzone map, I should say, which was for Danks, where it was going to be more um, urban building kind of close core areas of uh, interest around the map. Um, I've not really played this one that that much, so I can tell like how how much different this one is compared to the other one. So is there going to be a penthouse where Nicki Minaj lives then? And that's where she comes into it. Well, I mean, she's coming to Modern Warfare 2 fairly shortly with Mr. Snoop Snoop Dog Dog. Um, I think we've, and supposedly... We've, we've jumped the shark now, but it's just... What, you it's thought just, it was ridiculous it's enough just too... with, uh, with Godzilla and King Kong? No, no, but they keep finding even more ways to make it ridiculous. I thought we'd peaked with Snoop Dog, And now we get Nicki Minaj... Well, you know, I can, she's I can... an avid COD gamer, I suppose. COD and Godzilla isn't that weird compared to this other stuff. Really? When you've got when you've got Paul Pogba and, and Neymar and Leo Messi in the game? Oh, yeah, they're weird. They're weird. They're weird. Yes. They're weird, but Godzilla and Kong isn't. Okay. Yeah, but you can, you can um, sort of separate that. It's... I suppose you could. I mean, we've already got um, characters from... The boys as well, and you got Homelander, Starlight, and Black Noir. Uh, they can still currently buy. Um, there was yeah, so there were still some other leaks and stuff about what this game's gonna have. I mean, the only thing I cared about that I saw on Twitter, I did hear was that Sledgehammer are finally gonna bring back the war mode from World War Two. Oh, that's good. That's that's enough for me to be like, okay, I'll I'll probably end up buying this cod. I'll believe it when I see it. If they do it, I'm very surprised they never did it in Vanguard. Because I was, I was shocked they didn't do it in Vanguard. I ain't buying this on release. Not a chance. So if they confirmed that war was coming into it, you still won't get it on release. Would I pay seventy quid just for the war mode? Hell yeah. Well, I mean it's not just <laughs> probably that. not. It's obviously the amount no. more you play parts of it. They... If they announce shipment, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> eight I've, I've not straight. seen you on Modern Warfare two and Blue Shimon's been on it for months now. Yeah, but if you get throw a war in there as well, well then yeah. there's an extra reason, isn't there? Extra reason. <laughs> ah, dear. Anyway, well, that's it. We uh, I don't think there is a release date as of yet. Um, plus, we've well, we've not even had any October official. Let's be honest, it's it'll be around there. there. Yeah. So we'll see. A week after Spider-Man, calling it now, early November. That's gonna destroy my wallet. As if that time. Like, yeah, like that period hadn't anyway. Well, uh, it's, yeah, I suppose. I'll say bad enough, good enough, because we're getting a riches, the riches of video games coming out. It's going to be fantastic. Do you know what? Yeah, it is going to be fantastic because there's going to be that many games vying for people's wallets that they're going to go down in price rapidly. I hope. <laughs> Keep believing that. <laughs> you wish. I am. Just like Prapper, the rapper. Just got to believe. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, speaking of toxic gaming communities... So a Sorry, non-cod audience. Yeah. <laughs> so a non-profit mental health organisation called Take This, in collaboration with data analytical company Nielsen, have conducted a study of the relationship between apparent toxic gaming communities and their engagement by players. So the study was led by Dr. Rachel Cowart and shows some interesting findings. So uh, 2,320 adolescents and adults in North America were polled on their experiences in game communities. So research found that the average monthly amount of money spent on games deemed non-toxic as compared to toxic was a difference of 54%. And these were for players uh, aged between 13 and 25. 
So non-toxic communities had more money spent than those games, apparently. Uh, six out of ten players said they had at least once quit a session or match or quit a game completely because they were subjected to hate and harassment within that gaming community. And six out of ten players reported they had at least once chosen to not spend money in a game because of how other players treated them in the community. And seven out of ten players reported avoiding certain uh, avoided playing certain games because of the reputation in the community. And younger players, aged under 18, were also found to be more likely to take action against toxic game communities, i.e. leave the game, not spend money, or not engage in the community at all because of its reputation. But, but this is interesting. Apparently male players were more likely than female players to report a change in their spending and playing behaviour due to toxic communities. Hmm. Have either of you ever stopped playing a game due to toxicity? Well, I wanted to stop playing FIFA a bunch. Um... Well, I don't, yeah, but I don't think that's a toxic community. No. Because you're actually communicating, are you? Well, that's it. To be honest, I I don't know if I've ever really felt that much toxicity in a game. I've had two. Two. One's fixable, the other one wasn't. It was just annoying. I just stopped playing. And that's Rainbow Six Siege. Oh, right. That was an awful community. Rainbow Six Siege. Yeah. It was rife with team killing. It's like you start a match and then someone just comes and pops you back at head. It's just, it was ongoing for ages, and I just thought, I can't be bothered with this anymore. So I just kind of stopped playing it. Yeah. Because the problem with that game is there's not much you can do on your own. No, it's, it's pretty difficult to, like, lone wolf it. Yeah, you've got the the lone wolf thing, but that's it. And it's it's not very easy, like, it's very difficult. Mm. So, mm. But, yeah. And the only other thing I've, I've seen is uh, Rocket League. Because, you know, when you've got the chat box up, there is a lot of toxicity in that chat box, I'd just say. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. I'll I'll give you on that one. But this actually reminded me of a a chat that I saw years ago now, and it, it this reminded me of it. So I actually went back and found the screenshot I took of it, and this is from a game where we were I were playing in a three on three game, with just like a bunch of randos. Yeah. And I can't remember how the game was going or anything, but just I just remember in the chat box the opposite opposite team were arguing with themselves. Right? Mm. And this is what they said. It said, my ping... So this is first first play. It says, my ping, your S-H-I-T. That's what he's saying to his teammates. And another, the other one says, shut up, and then a homophobic slur. And then the last one says, I'll stab you now. That escalated quickly. Yeah. And that's just one team arguing with themselves. And after that, I just thought, let's just turn chat off, shall we? <laughs> so I just did. That's crazy that that was the, like, their own team as well. Yeah. Just, it's just ridiculous. But. And then one of our team just, of course, followed that up with Savage. Because, you know, <laughs> of course, you're going to win you. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. So you you never ha- experienced it then? Anything like that? Just me? Um, I think I've definitely experienced it. Whether I've ended up stopped playing Reacting a to it. game mm. to it or, or that, uh, I couldn't say. Um... I mean, there's there's definitely been plenty of times in like my old, well, I say older, my younger uh, self's experience on early like Xbox 360, when um, like uh, I'd be playing uh, like I suppose Call of Duty as an example, I'd be playing Search and Destroy, and they um, disable party chat so you can't use it P- purely for like obviously I suppose competition purposes. Um, so you can't just tell teammates where people are and stuff. But like, 
the amount the amount of abuse that I heard during during my youngest <laughs> younger days was uh yeah um mm, you you won't want to hear it now um but it's like we just kind of I don't know maybe the group that I was with we just kind of just gave it back so it was never like anything that like really affected me or anything um like one of them did, quintessential did modern warfare two lobbies everyone just going yeah, in yeah it's other. like I, I would never like start the argument but if you're gonna if you're gonna start with me then i'll you know i'll try and finish it but yeah I, i've never never really quit game due to it but there's there's definitely some really bad examples um especially with the rock league stuff like we've um the friend that i play with we've we've gone into a habit now where we'll we'll have the um lgbt antennas oh no the flags oh yeah and just the amount of like just 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 chat stuff yeah like idiots that are just like absolutely triggered just just by a flag is um insane to me uh so i just i I don't understand it don't understand it i I can't i'm trying to think of like what might would be like the worst community i've probably been involved in um probably probably is rocket league no maybe counter-strike counter-strike can get a bit nasty I, I, t- I seem to find like PC seems to be worst when it comes to like everyone's getting on the chat and like saying rubbish so I just feel really lucky I've never don't think I've experienced it too much though so. that's good that means you were the one dishing out the toxins <laughs> <laughs> yeah no because I never experienced I mean, normally it. I the games that I out. play like we tend to more help each other like for example I, well I wouldn't have really been too much of an online gamer since probably maybe like Matt, like the 360 days, 360 days, like playing Halo 3, Modern Warfare 2, Need for Speed Most Wanted, Need for Speed Carbon, like that kind of era. And like recently, like probably from say 2010 onwards, it's been more I'll play FIFA with you guys or um, some World War 2 or something like that. But mm-hmm not really been going into the online games that much Fortnite, maybe a bit of that but generally my experience is everyone's been fairly welcoming and they help each other but i suppose that's not the same for all um gaming demographics unfortunately yeah yeah i will say some of the most helpful communities team seem to be from like mmo games for sure like the ones I've played, like um, World of Warcraft, uh, Guild Wars 2, The Elder Scrolls Online. You, you always seem to find people who like want to help you. Even like old school RuneScape, um, you tend to find like communities, like random people just trying to help each other out and stuff. And like like this guy was like nurturing me, like getting how to like make bows and stuff, like killing chickens and getting bones and stuff. So that was that was. I always find those kind of communities quite nice. But I think that might be just because there's no real competitive edge to it, perhaps. Yeah. Like you're not really competing. You're, you're more just kind of, you're in this like world together yeah. doing the same stuff. I suppose with unless, games unless like, that doing, like well, it's, yeah. it's probably in your interest to help people because then they can help you do things. So it's a bit more transactional. Mm, yeah. Although I've heard some horror stories about Minecraft servers. So. <laughs> Right, should we turn this uh, should we turn this news into a bit bit more positive, or at least in, in my case it'll be positive. Positive, please give us positivity. Yeah. So a new animated series coming to Netflix 
has been announced and has released it. So on September the 28th, you will get to see the continuation of the Castlevania story. Good for people like that. I know it was received yeah. very well. Oh, good I for you, it. Matt. I'm really happy for you. Oh, thank you. And everyone yeah, else that likes it. We have a good community. Uh, <laughs> so yes, September the 28th, we'll see, uh, I suppose, a, a spin-off slash sequel to the Castlevania series. Um, this one's going to be called Castlevania Nocturne. And we'll be following on the story of Richter Belmont uh, several several years after the original series. So they they did like a I suppose a bit of a trailer for it. I won't say a tease trailer, but like official trailer. Um, and it looks just as bloody and brutal as the original series. So yay for me. <laughs> um, it does seem to be adapting the. Uh, I want to say the Rondo of Blood storyline, and maybe it might get into some of the Symphony of the Night one as well. Um, but we'll see. I don't know how many episodes will be, but absolutely looking forward to it. Now I just need Konami to make a new Castlevania game already because it's been like almost ten years. Shall I just tell you what the rumor I heard was? Ooh, go on then. What was your rumored series? Purely heard it i didn't read into it or anything but there was a rumor that was going to be a dark souls anime on netflix oh yeah i'd heard about this guess that'd be a difficult watch (laughs) (laughs) will it be the dark souls of anime no i think right now that's probably uh cyberpunk (laughs) who knows that might be complete hogwash well just throwing that out there true no cool so Xbox Live Gold is getting a rebrand. It's dead. It's for, yeah, for, after for, for, for what reason? Twenty odd years. R.I.P. Xbox Live. I, the well, they are looking to consolidate reasons, the Xbox Game Pass trademark, and Gold's been like the the stepchild in the corner, getting crap games every month. So I think it's got a bit of an image issue. So they're looking to revamp that by the sounds of it. So Xbox Live Gold is going to become Xbox Game Pass Core. So like an essential. Well, you could say it's in kin with the essential PlayStation offering. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is going to be available from the 1st of September this year with current Xbox Live Gold members being transferred over to Core automatically on the 14th of September. Now, there's been a few questions about what's going to happen with the games. So any Xbox 360 games that you've got as part of your Games for Gold, you can keep them regardless of if you're, if you're a Game Pass Core member or not. So you'll still be able to download those regardless of what happens with your subscription. Now, with any Xbox One games that you've downloaded, you will still need to have a Xbox Game Pass core membership. So you'll have to have some sort of paid membership with Xbox to still get access to those games, but you will still have access to all of your games. So they're not going anywhere. In addition to that, um, you're going to be getting access to 25 or more games and they've released 18 of them. So we know 18 of the games that you're going to be getting your hands on all part of your core membership. So I think that's fantastic because you're getting a... Well, a core of really good games 
um, from a few different um, companies here. So I'll just read down the 18 that we know of. And to be honest, this might get some people on board with it because it's the same price as Xbox Live Gold. So you're paying as little as £30 a year. I've seen it for on CD keys. So not a bad price. So you'll get Among Us, Descenders, Dishonored 2, Doom Eternal, Fable Anniversary, Fallout 4, Fallout 76, Forza Horizon 4, decent game, Gears 5, which I know Matt's maybe wanted to try, so that might be good for him. You'll get Grounded, Halo 5 Guardians, Halo Wars 2, Hellblade, Sauna's Sacrifice, Human Sonoa. Ah, okay. Um, Human Fall Flat, Inside, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, which is an absolutely fantastic platformer. Just got to throw that out there. Psychonauts 2, State of Decay 2, and um, I know Matt mentioned The Elder Scrolls earlier. The Elder Scrolls Online and Tamriel Unlimited. So they're the games that we know of right now. Um, but they will be growing that collection. And we'll be getting additions two to three times a year. So, but I, I think it's a decent offering. And it's probably the right time to switch, get rid of Xbox Live Gold and just really run with the Game Pass branding. But yeah, exciting times. I'm excited because I'm getting free games. So, good. To mean free games you pay for? Do you know what? I know what you I know I know what you feel like now, Matt. <laughs> Welcome to my world. Yeah. Games that I pay for, Mark. That's it. Yeah. This but guy. Will this make people get Xbox Live? No, tell no. Me, Xbox tell, Live, tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. The core. <laughs> You've done it wrong again. I'm not I'm not saying that word though. Um you're not, you're not wrong, Mark. Obviously, oh, you yeah. pay for the subscription, and as I part get what of that subscription, saying, I get what you, you get the game. So, yeah. I'm just being facetious. You get free stuff with the subscription. There you go. No, stop it. <laughs> Let's move on. Do you guys remember a few years ago, I think it was a few years ago, there was an announcement that um, a gaming addiction clinic was becoming part of the NHS. Oh, the yes, UK. Yeah. yeah. And that's been around for a little bit now. And there's some interesting points that have come from that. So this is taken from The Guardian, written by Rob Davis. And I'm just going to read pretty much as is, because it pretty much explains pretty much everything. So it says, The National Centre for Gaming Disorders, or the NCGD, which had its first patient in 2020, was originally given NHS funding based on seeing just 50 people a year. But the specialist London clinic has been treating 30 people a month since the end of March this year. Wow. More than seven times the anticipated demand, which takes the total to 855. So about a third of gamers receiving treatment said they spent money on loot boxes. And experts say these features, which have been proved highly lucrative for video game firms, are normalising gambling behaviours in young people by offering the rush of rewards that can entrench addiction. So during 2021-2022, almost 12% of patients who played video games compulsively referred to playing Fortnite uh, 10% cited Minecraft, 8% mentioning Call of Duty, and 4.7% using uh, Roblox. And the clinic offers help to gamers, more than half of whom are children, as well as family members, such as parents, 
Of the 855 referrals, 408 of them were the gamers themselves. 227 of those were under 18. Patients also reported that there's been breakdown of family relationships, including violence and refusal of children to go to school. I mean, obviously, we've known about gaming addiction and gambling aspects of it for a while now. But to see some numbers attached to it now, it's pretty alarming. I think. Yeah, definitely. Especially the amount of young people it's affecting. Because mm. I think over the lifetime of this pod, there's been a few instances where we've spoken about kids are getting older, their mum and dad's credit card, spending too yeah. much money. And it's been mm-hmm. a little bit jokey, I'll be honest. And But at the end of the day, it's, it's ruining people's lives and people's family yeah. dynamics. I mean, have you ever felt at any point felt addicted to a game is, is there a um, point where is there a point where you've had to like step back and say actually this is a bit of a problem I, i'd say I should, so. I should probably tone down <laughs> yeah to be honest at one point i'd uh i had it in control but i was spending quite a bit of money on um, fifa points on ultimate team and mm. i had a budget of 100 pounds mm. a month to spend on it which is not Ooh. a Ooh. You... You don't think that's much? <laughs> and uh, and some months I would go over. Like, I probably end up spending about 1,200 quid on FIFA 14 or 15. I can't remember which one it was. Um, It's quite a bit of money. How long and did then, this go on for? Um, I think it were over a couple of years. So I think FIFA 14, FIFA 15. I think I probably spent in within that, that period of those two games probably about between two and two and a half grand. So was this something you got hold you? were able to stop yourself or did anybody else yeah well it, no one ever said anything to me about it because obviously it's my money i can do what i want and it and it didn't get to a point where i was sacrificing things to be able to fund the fifa point habit as yeah. such i guess the difference is it was it was excess money you had yeah like well that's it paying like, the grocery money yeah for it yeah that's it yeah. Like, yeah we we could eat pay rent and all that kind of stuff so it was fine but um yeah luckily i knew kind of well, sometimes I'd go over a bit, but I knew kind of that was my limit. Like, I'm not going to do anything else. And it got to a point where I, I played a little bit of Ultimate Team this year, but I boycotted it and I didn't play Ultimate Team for probably a good six, seven years because I didn't want to get into that cycle again. Yeah. Mm. But that's something that I made that decision on my own because yeah. looking back and seeing how much money you'd spent, it's like, wow, that could have gone to something real. <laughs> like go towards a deposit or something like that. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've probably got a bit of a similar war story to Nathan as well because of Ultimate Team. Um, especially around, uh, mine was probably more between sort of FIFA 15 to maybe about 18. I don't think I, I spent about as much as, as Nathan, but I'd say definitely a good maybe five 500 to a grand between there on on various FIFAs, just purely just chasing for trying to get a better team and then be able to compete with it, you know, compete against my friends and stuff. Yeah, I think it just got it got to a point where I was just, I was noticing I was just, I was playing all the team less, but I was still like spending like similar amounts just to get a good team, even though I was like, wasn't even like playing the game anymore. Yeah, I think I was and, similar uh, to be honest, Matt. Like, like I thought to myself, yeah. I can either spend a tenner and get these FIFA points and get packs, or I can pump ten hours into it for what I would have got. So I was seeing like that time sink versus the money that I spent. I don't know yeah. about you. Um, 
I didn't even really see it as that much. It was just more kind of like I just I just wanted to have like a a good team really and just be able to like show off even though I weren't going to play. <laughs> um, and I think it went until I got to about FIFA 19 where like it was just kind of like right. I just don't I don't play FIFA for all my team anymore. Like I just why am I spending these silly amounts and like. Then it just like it just reduced. Like I wanna say I'd stopped all, playing all the team, but it was definitely like maybe I'd put in twenty quid in it just to sort of start off, see how it goes, and if it's like don't go well then it's then I'll stop and that's it. Um I think definitely like the last two FIFAs has been where I've like I've literally spent nothing at all. So um but I think that there's probably a little period as well with uh, with Overwatch as well with loot boxes, especially more towards sort of the um, mid, I'd say mid mid season or or mid game cycle, I should say, because like there's a lot of skins that like looked cool and wires and like emotes and stuff, even though they're not even like helping me in the game at all. It's just sort of like oh, I don't really want to call all my characters to look cool when I'm like killing people. So. Um, and maybe it's, it's probably the same with the Call of Duty as well. I'll, I'll even say that. Like, um, probably started with when? When did it really start? Was it was it Modern Warfare? Was was it the first one where you could buy like skin bundles? I can't remember. Basically, like once once they start bringing out the bundles because they did like the battle pass stuff. Um, like some of them, I would buy like if if it looked cool. Like I always bought like the anime ones because. There was other, there was of like the tracer darts on them, which was kind of cool. And I probably spent more on like, it's probably Vanguard or was it? I can't remember. I think it might be Vanguard, just because I had the most like cool looking stuff. So, well, yeah. Um, never done it. It's like oh, I've got to buy everything, but certainly there's been like moments of like, do it, do it, do I need that or do I want that? Yeah, yeah. So, what I about can you? See it in terms That's of a like... Candy Crush addiction. <laughs> addiction. <laughs> That's a mobile addition. game. I don't play that stuff. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I've never been addicted to anything. I might be addicted to playing something a bit more than I should, but I've not been addicted to anything money-wise. I mean, I can think of the stupidest occasion when I've spent money, and that's of course on GTA Online. Oh, the short, the short cards. cards. Yeah. yeah. The Megalodon buying, cards. Yeah, I do remember buying two of them. And I still feel disappointed in myself for that. <laughs> yeah, you know you know what you mentioned that I think I did that a couple of times on uh, on PC version. Especially once like just <laughs> like the bro the update out where like oh you, you could get like you can make your own business. Yeah. And uh, they oh you can get your own yacht. I'm like Ooh. <laughs> And then you realise in game cash is it's like you pay like fifty quid for something, and then you can buy a yacht, and that's it. <laughs> and a, a jet ski, maybe. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. It's just like, what's the point? Why? Why are we spending this money? Ludicrous. But now, there you go. It's quite alarming. Quite alarming. Those numbers. But I'm thankful it exists. That clinic there. If it helps some people, I'm glad it's there. Just need to get a few more around country. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, only a London clinic here. Yeah. So, I want to play a game with you both. So recently, well, well we are a gaming podcast, so oh, yeah, that's right, the kind of what we're here for. Blind and jigsaw. jigsaw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you went there, Matt. You went there. Um, so I saw 
a blog post from GameSpot last weekend. And basically, it was a list of the top 10 best-selling games. And I wanted to know well, if I... you could both guess them all. Is this of all time? Yes. So, so any, any platform, just, just any 10, platform, 10 games. 10 games, yeah. Minecraft is in there somewhere. Minecraft is number two. And also, I'll give you one life, because there's probably maybe a couple that might stump you a bit. Uh, I'm going to go with GTA 5. Yep, I'm going to tell you the sales as well, just so you get a bit of knowledge as part of this game. So okay. Minecraft, 238 million copies sold. Right. Um, and GTA 5, 180 million copies sold. Where did you say Minecraft was number two? Yeah. Okay, so there's at least something that's outsold Minecraft. So what number's GTA? Three. GTA 5 is three. Right. Two and three. I wonder if there's another GTA game in there. So I was I will, wondering, maybe I will put this in as well. It includes packing titles as well, so not just full sales. It includes what? Sorry? Oh, packing. so um, for example, if a game came with a console, it includes. Oh, those I see. Games. I think uh, I know number one. Yeah, I think I could probably get it. Now. It's um, I'm sure it's Wii Sports. Yeah, that's going to be in there. Isn't it? Nope, Wii Sports what? is number four. With oh, 82.9 million sales. Right. It is in there, yeah. I, I could have sworn that was number one. Wow. Some of the sales sold Minecraft then. One of its cards has got to be there, surely. I'm just trying to think which, which one, though. Which one's the most. First Modern Warfare? No. no not COD. Do you mean, do you mean mod, mod, the original Modern Warfare? Yes. No, that one. Um, I think the original Modern Warfare 3 sold really well. I'm just trying to think if it's the highest seller or is it the remake of Modern Warfare? Because I think that sold quite well. Do you want me to give you a clue? So, there is a Call of Duty there. <laughs> no, don't do it. There isn't there's a Call of Duty? There's no there? Call of Duty in there. What? Wow, I'm shocked. Considering they sell like, they're like normally the most best-selling game of each year that come out. Is there Zelda in there? Nope. Ooh. Okay. A Mario? Yeah, there's a Mario. Why do I feel like... <laughs> me? Oh, yeah. It's on. a me. <laughs> it's a me. Which one sold a lot? The original Super Mario Brothers? Yep, that's number 10. Just on the list. Ooh. 50 million. How many we got? 50. Four. Is it four we got? Yeah. Right, I'll give you a clue for the next one. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a clue without giving it away. <laughs> You're not thought about this. I'll give you a clue, but I'm not thought about how to give it. There's been a TV series adaptation of it. TV? Last of Us? Nope. I, I would have thought one of them would be World of Warcraft. No. Really? I think that's that nice? because that's like a, a yeah, live service sell, game. Though. No, we never... Mm, really? Subscription games, then. Right, I'll give you a clue. Henry Cavill's in it. <laughs> Superman. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Superman, <laughs> Superman 64. And you're the Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, then. Yes, that's number nine. Nine. 50 million. Cyberpunk. No. Number eight. It's I think it's one that you really like, Mark. We've played it together as well. Have we? <laughs> I can't get FIFA out of my head. 
<laughs> what with Wayne? I don't like FIFA. FIFA. <laughs> well, it's one that you specifically like, so... I specifically like. But we've played it, so... Hmm. Have we played it together or have we all played it separately? We've played it together. Mark fam- famously had a very good run on this game. He had a good run? Why can't I remember it? <laughs> This doesn't, this doesn't well, sound real. Mark, good yeah, one. Yeah, me, good one. What? <laughs> well, am in terms of playing it. Am I going to kick myself? Yeah, I'm you will. Myself, sure. Do you want to put you out of your misery? No. Oh, <laughs> I want to try and think. Mark had a good one. What genre is it? Or does that give away? Um, action RPG, you could say. How long ago was it that we played this? <laughs> this was a while ago. A couple of years ago, maybe. Oh. It's not Borderlands. No, no you, de- you definitely. Yeah, don't. yeah, I know. <laughs> you even start running. You walk. Uh, why can I not think of anything? It's definitely not Fallout 76. Is it co-op? I don't know if it's got co-op. What's oh, so we're competitive against each other. Oh, so it's no, no, we were together. So some of that was competitive. Mark had a good point. It's not competitive. It's not. Co- we were just cutting about, having a great time. Doing missions together. I'm stumped. I can't, I can't, think, I can't oh, think of any it, games I'm good at. Wait a minute, is it is it on... Wait, action. Is this like an online mode that somehow separated itself from its original game? Mm, no, still fairly intertwined. Okay. I started thinking then of like GTA Online, but I'm like, that's that wouldn't be sold on separately. Red Dead. Yes, two. Red Dead Redemption 2. Right. I didn't think it would have sold that much. Yeah, that's in the 50 million that, bracket yeah, as well. Yeah, that did, that did sell a lot. Well, right. Should've the next that. one oh. is the game with a thousand variations. Is there a Pokemon in there? No. No. Okay. When I say variations, it's just the same game, but we say it'll get a fridge edi- edition one day. Oh. <laughs> Skyrim. Yes. <laughs> 60 million for Skyrim. <laughs> right, so you've got three left. Still not got the no, top one yet. Still not got the top so what numbers one. are so we next? One. So you, so you, one, five, and six. I'll, I'll give you another clue in terms of number five. It's a genre that you don't like, Mark, but it's not a JRPG. Ooh. Ooh. I can't think of many others that you don't like. <laughs> what, what other genres do you not like? I can't remember. You like shooting. Fighting, racing, RPGs. I don't like battle royales. Getting closer, getting warmer. Wait, so it's a battle royale? It could be. Oh, um, PUBG. Yep, that's right. Ooh, 75 million sales for PUBG. I forgot, I forgot that sold a lot. That's number five. Yeah. Of all that's games, number, all time. Wait, what did five. we miss then? Is it six? One. Is it one and six then? One and You've six. got six and one, yeah. Wait, so then was sold more than Skyrim, less than PUBG? Are we talking around like the 60 million mark then? Yeah. 62, well, 62.25 million. Is it in a genre that Mark still doesn't like? Uh, No, he likes the genre. <laughs> oh, okay. he, 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 he might not be too fond of the video game company though, the platform that this um, game's on. But he's got one. He's got the console. So it's on Switch? Yes. It's not Zelda because I mentioned Zelda earlier. The only other high-selling game that I know that's on Switch would be Mario Kart. Yep, that's right. 
Okay. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Wow. 62.25 million sold. What's number one, then? What's sold more than Minecraft? Was this bundled with something? It it was a packing game um, when it released with its um, console. Is it a launch title? It is a launch title. Is it a Nintendo game? I don't think it is. Could you class it? Let me just look into this a second. Or is it just multi-platform? It is multi-plat. Out for multiple platforms. But it was also a launch title, so... You're not sure if it's... Well, it must have come on Nintendo at some point, but was it a launch... Was it a launch title for a Nintendo console? Yeah. For that for that much, it must be on the Wii. But it's not Wii Sport. It's not. It's not on the Wii. I might have thrown you off saying Tetris. console. It Tetris. is Tetris. Yeah, oh. I, I was just going to go and say handheld for you. Yeah, Tetris. 520 million sales. I mean, you probably had about 62 lives, but you got there in the end, so well done. <laughs> Thank you. I would say, yeah, there's no problem in lives in this kind of thing. Yeah, to be honest, I thought the PUBG one would throw you off, and probably Red Dead as well. No, Maybe The Witcher. I, I, I knew about PUBG. But... but no, we just mentioned Tetris. Have you actually watched, watched that Tetris film? No, uh, no, no. I've seen some clips of it. It does look interesting. It's I do right. want to watch it. It's on Apple Where's TV. It? Hmm. It's all right. But it's not. It's not actually about the game. It's more about um, an American guy trying to get the license for it. Yeah. From Russia. Quite good. Should we talk about weird collaborations? So, in conjunction with the release of the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film, Mutant Mayhem, Paramount Pictures are working in conjunction with Xbox to produce a series of official Turtles controllers. Not only that, but they are said to be the world's first pizza-scented controllers. Delicious. Mm. So there's obviously four controllers, uh, each for one of the Turtles. And each comes with a pizza-shaped scent diffuser that slots into the top of the controller. I want to know who came up with this idea. And I want to shake their hand, because it's amazing. <laughs> There's nothing. But well, the question nothing. is, what pizza does it smell of? Well, what, is the pe- what does the pizza diffuser look like? Is it pepperoni? Margarita? It does, yes, it looks like pepperoni. Right, it's going to be pepperoni, I'm sure. But I have to say, I think the controllers are ugly. I think they're a thing of beauty, personally. I like the the drawings on them, but I think the green ooze just it basically looks like someone's just snotted all over your control. It just does. <laughs> There's no other way to say it. Right, Nathan, if you were given the choice of having a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Turtles? Turtles uh theme controller or the Starfield one. Which one would you go for? <sighs> now you're asking. I've, it's gotta be the pizza one. I've got to stick I've got to stick by my guns. Right, Starfield you can, one gi- is right, a you can give me your Starfield one because I know you've pre-ordered it already. <laughs> I've already got it. It's got it. Exactly. See, now give it, <laughs> hand it over, and right. then you can have your pizza. Tell you what, you get me the pizza one, which is going to be vastly more expensive, and we'll do a trade. Fair enough. One thing is that these are limited edition, though, and they're only available through a competition by following Xbox Game Pass on Twitter and retweeting the official Xbox Game Pass sweepstakes tweet. And the competition not... runs from July 24th to August the 13th. Careful, it's not Twitter anymore, it's X. Don't care. <laughs> I've seen tweets. <laughs> <laughs> but which one would you have? If you could only pick one. Which turtle would you have? I don't know which turtle I resonate with the most. Cause, so I'm going to watch the film and figure out who that is. 
Because they all like pizza. I like pizza. I think I was like, I was drifted towards either Leonardo or Donatello. Any reason for that? Mainly due to the arcade game. I always liked uh, how they played. So. Fair enough. Yeah. Can't argue with that. Yourself, Mark? Like it. That's because I like nunchucks. <laughs> Nathan's a Raphael kind of guy. <laughs> My brother's a Raphael guy. His, his favourite's Raphael. Which one's Raphael? The red one. The red yeah, one. The red one with yeah. the size. But this has actually got me thinking about what about the future of gaming? What other diffusers could we have in our game <laughs> controllers? Imagine having, having a game in it. Every game comes with a diffuser. Just smell your environment. You're, That's a rotten you flesh <laughs> around you. Yeah. Come, come with Forza, you just get like, the smell of like burnt tyre. Yeah, immersion. But I don't know if I'd want a pizza-smelling controller. Yeah. It's just a bit weird. Mm. Right, I'm going to use the Joking Dolphin X account to give myself another chance as well. Oh, you know. Yeah. Oh, another chance. Oh, yeah. And if you win it on the Joking Dolphin one? I think Fine. if we win, we all get a pad. We all get Yeah, we should. Why do we get four? I believe so. Hey, oh, surely you've got to give them as a set, surely. <laughs> Just get one. Imagine getting the one that you don't want. <laughs> yeah? I think they should all come with like, different pizza smells as well. Yeah, yeah. Different pieces. Yeah. Anchovy pizza. Ham and pineapple. Ham and pineapple. Decent. Uh... Meat feast. Oh, I'll be all over that meat feast. I'll be eating the troll at that point. <laughs> Donna meat. Get a proper <laughs> proper one. Donna Tello meats. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. God. Right, I think we're ending it there. <laughs> don't, don't quit your day job, man. <laughs> yeah. Don't get any better than this. And I guess that's it for the news. Shall we move on to what we currently play? Let's do it. Yeah. Shall I start us off? Go on then, Mark. Ooh, go on then. Because it's probably going to be utterly no surprise what I've been doing. Of course, I've been continuing on Fallout New Vegas. <gasps> now, Ooh. I've got no big, massive story at this time. Aww. But there's a few little things. But I want to actually give you a bonus bit of news as it relates to New, to New Vegas. So, a modder going by the name... No user's name selected has developed a mod for Fallout New Vegas, oh, which turns the character of Mr. House into Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> I know where you're going with this. So in the game, Mr. House is the CEO and president of the Strip and a possible arch-villain, based on the decisions you can make. And he's rather self-obsessed and obnoxious. And so this mod has created this, this mod has created a mod called Elon House. And it uses text-to-speech synthesizer uh, 11 labs. OpenAI's automatic speech recognition system Whisper and deep learning text image generator Stable, Infu- uh, Stable Diffusion. And there's a YouTube video of this as well. It's quite rather uncanny. It does sound like Elon Musk. Ooh, yeah. I to watch this. If only I'd been playing this on PC. <laughs> I should have had that. No. There's a little bonus for you anyway. But back to me playing the game. So this is kind of like taking over my life now. This is just like Every spare moment, it's just playful New Vegas. So you know how we, uh, I had the uh, the the difficulty with the remnant power armor. Yeah. Like my adventure mm-hmm. to go and find that, and then obviously I finished that uh, session disappointed with my life, the fact that I couldn't really use it because it was so damaged. But I was saved by something. <laughs> 
I discovered the jury rigging perk. So basically, this you can that basically is you can use uh, similar items to improve the condition. Yeah. And so, for yeah. instance, I can get other power armors, and then I can just absorb that into my remnant power armor, and it would improve the condition a bit. So I discovered yeah. that, so I've, I've saved my armor. Good times. Good. So that's that. Uh, just a few other little things that I've come across. So I discovered a place called The Thorn, which is like an underground fighting pit mm. thing. Yeah. It's quite funny. So you can bet on, like, mutant fights. Or you can even get down in there yourself and start fights. So then you, you can actually make your own fights up. So it's like, you can have, like, three mantises, say, can they take on a Kazador? Who's going to win? There's only one way to find out. Fight! <laughs> but, yeah, I think you bet on them. Um, but in the Thorn, uh, there's a character called Red, Red something. I can't remember her name. But there's a, a character there. And she tasked me for going to fetch a bunch of eggs so they could hatch them for these fights. So, of course, uh, I had to go get off these random ones, so I went to go off. Mantises... I, 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 I can only think of that. <laughs> there's a bunch of other ones. And then eventually, it said... Go and get me Deathclaw eggs. Because, <laughs> of course, that would be the culmination of that quest. So I had to go to this quarry and find these Deathclaws. And I discovered now that, you know how last time I just came across all these normal Deathclaws yeah. in, my, mm. in my island? In this quarry, I came across an alpha male Deathclaw. So I thought, right, he just butchered me, as he does, <laughs> as you would expect. And because I was limited on my minigun ammo, because I hadn't replenished it since my last adventure. So, right, right, I want to go. I went and bought a load of surplus 5mm ammo. So it's like 1,500 rounds or something. Like this big, proper case of ammo. Yeah. I just went and just blitzed my way through this alpha rail and all the other ones. And then there was a mother deathclaw with baby deathclaws. So, of course, of course, I just murdered the babies, I'm afraid. I, I killed, I killed the baby. And it even, it even said in the corner, uh, the mother Deathclaw goes berserk at the death of her babies. I thought, oh, I'm Did you really, not kill I'm... the mum first? Nope. <laughs> killed the kids first. But that's the worst thing Jeez. you can ever do. Well, clearly, because it gave me a warning. children. That's... But, but then I... got an achievement for it. Yeah, but then I, I killed the mother as well. Well, there you go. We got the eggs. Ah, oh, they completed that. That's fun. Um, there's not much else we can really say, but I mean, there's a few interesting factions you meet. I mean, I do quite like the kings. They quite oh, amuse me. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. So they just they've got into he- into their heads that they all believe they're Elvis Presley, or they're all trying to imitate <laughs> him, even yeah. complete complete with the voices. Oh, nice. Oh, you're. Uh... Oh, I see I you're doing a lot of stuff in Free Science. It's just called The King, yeah. Yeah, The King. Yeah. Um, but he gave me a quest as well, which, um, so he's got a dog. Where he's got, his brain oh is a good dog. Well, all dogs are good. But, basically he's got a brain in a glass dome on his head. And then, uh, you have to go and replace it with like a specialist brain. And that quest, of course, is called Nothing But a Hound Dog. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. Because of course it is. Best quest name ever. Yeah. Ooh, uh, which, so I, I know where that quest line because I've done it millions of times. 
um, you get the option to replace it with like I think it's like two or three different options. There is, yes. Um, and like each option will like I suppose change the the behavior of the dog and like depending on which brand you get. Um, I believe so. I went to uh, I did it when I went to Jacobstown. It's the one that's got those Ooh, Night King. The one in yes. the top left corner. Yeah, the uh, there's a Super Mutant there as well. Yes, and there's a Mutant who didn't like me very much there as well. Yeah. That's that. So I actually, because actually, I've got so into this game, I actually got a quest list. Like, all the side missions. I'm like, I'm going to go through them all. Nice. Doable. Yeah. So obviously I'm going through checking them all off. And I've done all the side missions now. Apart from obviously the ones that you kind of get, depending on you know how you are with certain factions, there's certain things you can't open up. Oh right, yeah, and yeah. Things like that. But everything that I can do, I've done. Wow. And now I've bought all four DLCs. Oh nice. Ooh. Hmm. And I am aware. I was aware before that when you complete the main story, the game ends. It will do you. You, you get a, you get to a point of like no return, basically. Yeah. So, so I, I thought, right, okay. Before I carry on any further in the story and I get too deep, I'll start the DLCs. Now that I've done the side quests, I might as well get onto the DLC then. So I started the first one, which was the Dead Money DLC. That's a good one. Mm, I'm not so sure so far, but anyway. Okay. So you find yourself in this separate area called the Sierra Marjorie, which apparently is a casino. And you and three other characters are effectively being held prisoner by a guy called Father Elijah. I think that's his name. Mm. And in order to basically win your freedom, you've got to work together to do like a high standard casino. Apparently. So it sounds like bright and glamorous, but it's not. This DLC was actually it's quite dark and grim. Well, at least this beginning no, it of it is, is anyway. Yeah. So first of all, all the weapons of my armor are being taken away. So yep. bye bye remnant armor. Yep, that's it. And it's all stripped apart. Yep, we all know <laughs> the pain I went through to get that. So thanks for that. And you're fitted with an explosive collar. Because reasons. And you begin in this area called the villa. Mm-hmm. And which I have to say, it feels like a Call of Duty zombies level. No, it's no, like, you mention it. It's like a car, like car, um, dark cobble streets, like two-story buildings with balconies and inhabitants roaming the streets, referred to as ghost people. And they're like, they're like shadow people. They're just dark entities with glowing eyes. And then there's like toxic clouds on certain bones and that kind of thing. They deplete your health rather rapidly. And then it's even got like specific vending machines you can only use there. Which again lends itself into the Call of Duty zombies thing as well. Um, and they use like these special chips, don't they? The Sierra Marjorie chips that you can only yeah. get in the DLC. So this first task, so you have to go and find these three people that I mentioned. So I'll get, uh, I think it's, I think it's a Night King. I think one of them is. You get him out of a jail cell. And then, um, a ghoul who's dressed in a tuxedo. Yep. And then a woman. Or you rescue from a clinic. Yeah. And, and after some sort of experiment, she's mute. She can't talk. Mm. Which makes conversations rather amusing. 
I have to say. So you say something, and then she just like stares at you, doing these minor movements. But your character acts like they know what she's saying. It's like, it's like, oh, you can teach me how to use like scrap metal and fission batteries to make chips. Amazing. I mean, it's like it's like talking to Lasse. But there, yeah. there you go. That's that's about as far as I've got in that DLC because I only started that earlier today. So okay. we'll see where that goes. But I'm loving it. Well, I don't, I'm not sure about the DLC quite yet. It's a bit too dark for my liking so far. But I'm hoping we'll get to the heist. It might perk up a bit. Mm. But no, good. I mean, yeah, all the side missions done. I was tempted to do, um, to go through the because uh, I know there's a lot of unmarked quests, isn't there? Like things where you can find notes, things like that. Yeah, yeah. But it's such a faff trying to follow them. And it doesn't, it's not like you really get a reward for it. Well, I'm, I'm, you probably do in terms of things you find and stuff, but if you can't, if you don't cross off on my pit boy, then not for me. <laughs> not for me. So How yeah, far with, the, um, main quests have you gone? I've made it to the strip. Yep. I've, um, I'll say I've dealt with Benny. And I've dealt with Mr. House. Oh, okay. So you, you, you're pretty far ahead then. Yeah. I think I'm, I think I'm coming up to the combination of making a decision. A big decision. Right. So I thought this was, this, Ooh, this might yeah. be the perfect, I thought this might be the perfect opportunity to then do this DLC stuff. Abandon, yeah. Yes. Yeah, before I get too far into that. Uh, Kaiser, he don't like me very much. Ooh, Kaiser, uh, is that the Legion guy? Yeah, the Legion leader. Yeah. Bloke. Everyone else yeah. would call him Caesar, but they call him Kaiser. But, there you go. But uh, this is interesting because I was, I was like, in the early days I was, well, for most of it actually, I was just going around trying to trying to be good for everyone. Like, yeah. oh, I'll help you, I'll help you, I'll help you, I'll help you. And I did that for Legion as well. I thought, right, I'll, I'll, I'll do this stuff for you. I'll go and get your firing pin for your gun and all that. And then I turned up once and I started speaking to him and he started berating me. Like, oh, you do anything to, anything wrong against us Legion again, well, I'll have my men hack you into pieces. Like, whoa, calm down, pal, what have I done? <laughs> and it's purely because I've done stuff for the people. It's like, calm down, like, calm down. And then I went away, did all the stuff, and I come back. I can't remember the reason why I came back, probably for another mission. I started talking to him, and then everyone just attacked me. He just said, I told you. And then everyone just Told you what happened. <laughs> and then about six people in this room, just in this tent, just started chasing me. But then oh, I had to reload. That was a blood, bloodbath, I remember when I, I was yeah. doing it. Because when you go to his fort, they take your weapons away. But I did have uh, hidden weapons. You can mm. you can hold on to some weapons, can't you? So I had a pistol called Maria. So I dispatched a few of them off. But, is that, that's Benny's gun, isn't it? Yes, I believe I so. Think, yes, yeah. yes, it is. Yeah. I recall that there's a good... No prizes for guessing what happened to him, then. <laughs> well, I mean, you say you dealt with him, so, I mean, there's only real... Well, well there's a couple ways. ways. Yeah. But, there you go. He didn't just hand me the gun, I'll say that. We'll, 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 we'll say <laughs> it was uh, it was handed over with yeah. interest. Under duress. Bye to reload. But he only started having a pop at me, told Kaiser, when I spoke to him. So I walked into the tent. Everyone were friendly, friendly. As soon as I started speaking to him, that's when he just went into a berating me again. And just said, kill him! 
Yeah, right. he, he doesn't like it when you do stuff for NCR. So. Yeah. So I reloaded back at the start of the tent and I just turned back around. Left. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting into this. Bye. Yeah. But but there there we are. That's that's my continuation of Fallout New Vegas. As I say, I've still got three and a half DLCs to go through and obviously the rest of the main missions, so I'll probably be talking about this on the next episode as well. Who knows? Will I have finished it? Probably not. <laughs> but we'll see. So go on, Nath. Well, you played. Yes. So I've, well, I say I, we have continued to play A Way Out. So Ooh, it's yes. been ages since I've spoken about this. So I'll just give you the premise again. So this is about two people, Leo and Vincent, and they've been wronged by this guy called Harvey. And um, Vincent and Leo meet in prison. And as in, as is the name, A Way Out. They try and break out of prison and successfully do. And then the story goes on from there where they have to go and try and track this Harvey guy down and make him pay for what he's done to them. So the way we left off last time was we had just got to the hospital to go and see Vincent's baby because his wife just had a kid. Now, Tell me you played the minigame. No. You didn't? <laughs> Oh, I, I, did, you, did you miss it completely? Well, I it got to a point, because me and my wife Lisa have played this, where Lisa got to this lift, and I wanted to look around and speak to people. And she was like, hurry up. I'm like, all right then. Because <laughs> like, I just want to experience it and talk to as many people as I can. Because I played as Leo, and Lisa played as Vincent. So I'm, I was more of the hothead um, in, the, in the couple. But yeah, no, unfortunately not. But I did play a mini game a bit further on. Um, so do you know what mini game you missed? No. It's Connect Four. Was it? Oh, yeah. gutted. <laughs> you could play that in the, down in the lounge. Dear me. Right. Go anyway. back. Yeah, we'll go, go back. back. I'll have to. Yeah, I, re- I remember the other mini game you were going to put. Yeah. If it's the one in the hangar before you fly to Mexico. Oh, I thought you meant still in the hospital, but I can't No. Anyway. Wheelchair thing, but anyway. Oh, yeah, we did that. Yeah. We did the wheelchair <laughs> one where you got to balance on the wheelchair. Yeah. I fell off loads. <laughs> not not very good at that. It reminded me a bit of doing, like, manuals on yeah. um, Tony Hawk Pro Skate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I would never go to that either, so, yeah. But, um, no, I, we... Eventually found um, Vincent's wife's hospital room and managed to get in so he could see the baby, which were nice. Um, but just as that was happening, the police had to come and spoil the fun and they raided the hospital looking for Leo and Vincent. So then Leo and Vincent split up. So Vince, um, Vincent goes out the window. Leo runs through the hospital and eventually they fight their way through. I'm saying um, that is a magnificent sequence in that game. Oh yeah, definitely. As it, as it goes from one person to another. Um, and it gets to a point where Leo's running through a corridor and he must kick the crap out of about, out of about ten different police officers to get to where he wants to be. But eventually, Leo does get captured. But not for long, because Vincent manages to get into a car and then he basically runs into the police, gets Leo in the car and then they're off. So that's kind of the end of that segment. 
So with the police coming after him and um, they're now on the way to see Emily, who is um, Vincent's friend, who's got a plane that can actually get them to Mexico um, to go and go after Harvey to basically do him in. So we get into the hangar. And there's a few things that Emily wants us to do. Um, she wants us to get a journal. She wants us to stop the petrol from pumping into the plane. And then there's one other thing that I forget. But before we did all that, we found this little arcade cabinet in the corner that had this. I'd like it a little bit like a more advanced Pong, I'd probably say, because um, you've basically got two little paddles where you can basically make them jump and then hit the ball to each other. And if the ball lands in the opponent's half, then that person loses. And it's first to seven, I think. Anyway, I absolutely dominated and won seven two. So, yeah, that was good. Enjoyed that. I think we got a um, Flexing, an achievement yeah. for that as well. So just to make it a bit better. So eventually we get onto the plane and then uh, we get to a point where we decide whether we want to skydive to me- down to Mexico or whether we go on the ground. So we make a decision to skydive. And now Leo, one of the characters, is scared of heights. And it gets to a point where Vincent just pushes Leo out and he's just there falling, absolutely crapping himself, which was hilarious in, in itself. But I want to outline the best piece of teamwork within the game because... I was Leo, I was falling down, my controller disconnected, but Lisa quickly grabbed the USB Type-C, plugged it into my controller, and then she came down and rescued me so that I could land safely. So, yeah, that was good. So not only in the game, we were working together outside of the game as well. So, thank you, thank you. Got to give it that one. Yeah, quick quick thinking because like this sequence was probably only about twenty twenty five seconds, so yeah, we're good. Just something I wanted to highlight. So you you parachute down to the bottom and you basically see a load of Harvey's goons. And now this is a bit where it transitions more from like a walking, talking, stealthing into more of a shooter. To Rambo. (laughs) To Rambo, yeah, because you're on. You've got a vendetta, and you need to. Settle all scores, let's say. So at that point, you basically kill as everybody that you come across and try and fight your way through to get to Harvey. So before, well, I'll just start that again. So eventually you fight your way through like the forest and then you get to his compound. So you go through like the outer uh, rim of his compound and then eventually get into his house not before taking a dip in his nice swimming, swimming pool so that yeah, one nice. I did that yeah yeah that's the first thing I did I jumped in and then Lisa jumped in after me we had a little swim around before we went in and then um Harvey came in um with a few of his goons and he has a um grenade launcher so we had to kind of take his goons out and then as he was firing grenades and making us a bit dizzy um, we eventually got to him and we shot him, not fatally. 
So we get to a point where Harvey makes his way to his office and we tail him and we think we've got him cornered. Now, at this point, he gives us this diamond called the Black Olaf, which is worth tons of money. So we get that from him as he begs for his life, basically. But he gets to a point where he manages to get Leo um, as a hostage and he's got him at gunpoint. So with a bit of quick thinking from Leo, he walks um, Harvey into a situation where you can basically move your head so that Vincent can take the shot. And then at that point, it feels like a bit like Sopranos where you're just absolutely shooting the crap out of Harvey. And once I shot him in the head, I said to Lisa, right, now let's get him in the nuts. So we just kept on shooting him in his groin area. <laughs> and then he kind of falls out of the balcony and flips and then go and like goes into the pool. So in that pool. that's yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm glad we took a dip before and not afterwards. Yeah. Otherwise, that would have been a bit messy. But So anyway, so at that point, Harvey's dead. Fantastic. But more of his goons show up. So we've got to get away. Now, this was probably one of my favorite bits of the game, like because you get on these dirt bikes and you have to kind of drive through um, the forest and then try and get away from these trucks that are coming after you. So the first segment is one person's driving and the other person shooting um, to try and get rid of these trucks so that you can get to the plane and get back to America. Now, there's that first bit. Then, then there's a second bit where they're shooting grenades. So you've got to frantically try and get away. And there was a couple of points where I got stuck on a rock and let the team down. But anyway, less said about that, the better. But eventually... No, we speak man- more about it. <laughs> no, I don't want to speak about the failures. <laughs> but anyway, we got to that point. Um, and then we got on the plane and then back to America. Now, at this point, this is quite spoiler heavy, so I don't really want to get into this. Because this is a fairly big thing. And then everyone's happy in the end. And that's the end <laughs> of the game. Yeah. Um, I don't feel I could say anything at this point without it being a full spoiler. So I'm going to cut it off there. But it's good. But it is good. I would employ to play it. It's not a very long game either. I think we probably played it in total maybe for about five or six hours, I'd say. But yeah, if, but if you like co-op games and if you've played It Takes Two before, it's the same. Obviously, it's EA. They made that as well. So, yeah, give it a go if you're looking for a co-op game. It's fantastic. It is really good. So good I played it twice. Yeah. Well, there are multiple endings. Um, and then I went can, back wait, to can, kind of the bit before so that we could experience all endings. Yeah. So throughout you, mate certain key choices don't you so we just made the opposite choice in the second playthrough yeah to see how that played out and we swapped characters obviously yeah nice that's good i don't think i could get lisa to do that because by the end of it she was like right i'm finished now (laughs) (laughs) i'm done like emotionally drained like can we just do the last bit again just so we can see what happens but anyway but yeah no fantastic game um, another game that I've been playing is FIFA. So I spoke about this. Really? I know. Really? Shock horror. I talked about this in the last podcast. Um, so I did my, I've done a joking dolphin career mode. 
And I want to give you both an update because I know you've both been on tenterhooks about what's been going on within the club. So yeah, mm-hmm. I've, I've spent all these past two weeks thinking about nothing, thinking yeah. nothing but. I knew it. Yeah. So I want to put you out in misery, Mark. Go ahead. So we've got promotion from League One to the Championship. Excellent. We did it as champions. We did it in style. Fantastic. Now I mentioned during the last podcast that we got to the FA Cup final and lost to West Ham. Yes, beating Liverpool and Everton along the way, I believe. That's it. Mm. Yep, couple of scalps. So, we got to the FA Cup final again. We also beat Liverpool along the way, and we played Manchester City. And obviously we know FIFA's realistic, and we managed to beat Man City 6-1 and get the trophy. So... That is realistic. We are now in, we're mm. now in the championship playing... Euro- I don't know if it's the Europa League Conference or just the Conference Cup, the third, like, European tier, whatever that is. Um, we're playing in that. So. Hey, win you up, so who cares? Yeah, it's good. That's it's it. Okay. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Oh, and we also won the Papa John's Trophy as well, just before we managed to get oh, out yeah. of that godforsaken league. So. Other pizza companies are available. Yeah. But Papa John's is. I've Thank never you. had one. <laughs> Oh, you don't know what you're missing, mate. But anyway, <laughs> so there is one more game that I've been playing. And it's one that, funnily enough, uh, Matt completed and talked about in the last podcast. So I've got back to playing Zelda Tears of the Kingdom at last. Because mm-hmm. I dropped off on this one. Um, so what I've managed to do is I've managed to get get, well, jump down from the Great Sky Island which is kind of the first like proving ground where you learn how to craft things and you learn all the mechanics of the game. And um, when I got to the bottom, I've, I've bought these NFC cards um, and they basically mimic Amiibos so that you can get loot and stuff from them. So I've been scanning them for the last like couple of weeks and I've got tons of stuff. Like I've got more, I've got a thousand arrows, I've got about 600 chunks of meat i've just got more than i could ever use but when i got to the bottom i found when i started scanning them i got better weapons and i even got a couple of horses as well so easier for me to travel around um so that was good i did have one mishap though so i decided to like go over to this like group of um what they call bocker blinds don't ask me. Whatever yeah. the little gremlin creatures are. Boblicans, yeah. Boblicans, that, that's it, yeah. Anyway, I managed to take a couple of the little ones out, and then the boss came up to me, one shot at me. I'm dead. So that was absolutely <laughs> devastating. Anyway, I come back, and I'm like, right, what I'll do so that does not happen again, I'll start doing some shrines. So, so far I've done three shrines. One I actually needed Matt's help on, so thanks for that, Matt that tip um it was one way you needed to basically use this like revolving thing as a bat and like hit this ball into this target because all the um shrines are puzzle based which i quite enjoy doing so i've got three of them so far um i did i did find one of these massive towers and i want to climb to the top you know so i could just have a vantage point and yeah. that was fairly difficult to get to. There's a video that I'll send you. It was absolutely hilarious. 
I shot this big, massive, like, lanky creature in the head. But just as I shot him in the head, he threw this, like, exploding barrel at me. So I kind of took him out, and he took me out, and I ended up dying. Um, that was <laughs> quite funny. So I'll, I'll send you that in a bit. But uh, no, I'm having I'm having quite a bit of fun with it to be honest. I'm I'm enjoying it and I'm getting into it a lot more now. Um, so yeah, just can't wait to play more, scan more cards, get more loot, and get through the story. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I've been playing. What about you, Matt? Myself. Um, so uh, I'm going to be talking about three games uh, that I've been playing over the last couple of weeks uh, since I've finished my lot with Zelda. Uh, so one game um, I've come back to recently has been Judgment. So if you don't recall what Judgment is, uh, it is the spin-off to the Yakuza slash Like a Dragon series, uh, where you play as main character Takayuki Yagami, uh, who is a former lawyer, uh, I think he's like a defense attorney lawyer, uh, he's like, since then he's now come like his own private detective, um, and he, basically at the start of the game, uh, it was all about kind of learning some of the new mechanics of, that judgment brings to the game, because normally you play as, you know, um, Kiryu in the like a dragon series is pretty much just straightforward brawling and that's kind of pretty much it to a certain extent. Um, whereas with, uh, Yagami, there's, there's a little bit more to it. So you've got kind of, um, you've got like the brawling stuff, although it's probably not as, um, frequent as, as it has been. And you've got sort of other mechanics that come into like story as well. So you can like tail suspects where you have to kind of, Keep your distance from them, but then also like um, trying to hide uh, behind certain objects um, when they kind of turn around and, and have a scan around. Um, they've got the chasing back in it as well, so uh, you'd go for like a set path around um, the city streets where it kind of all runs for you. And you have to like make sure you don't run into like objects and and whatnot to try and catch up to your um, to your suspects. And there was other stuff as well. There was like a, um, a detective scan mode uh, where you can go to first person. You have to scan around the, um, I suppose, the, the scene of the crime and find out clues and stuff and whatnot that help um, advance the, I suppose, case along, along with having like a little drone fella that um, could help out as well. Um, and then as I was playing it, uh, I got introduced to, um, some dialogue choices as well. So throughout the, uh, I suppose, um, certain dialogue that you have with certain characters, um, Yugami will like have thoughts to himself. And then, uh, at one point you'll have like a, um, almost like a, a typical RPG choice of dialogues that you, you want to sort of ask the suspect or the person and you have to choose like the right um, things in order to sort of get the evidence that you're looking for um, and you get sort of extra uh, what they call SP in, in this which is your experience points if you if you pick the right uh, dialogue options in effect so that's that's been quite interesting um, at the moment 
uh, in the story, I'm helping uh, sort of like a former colleague with their case. Um, it seems to be some sort of rival Yakuza hit that's gone off. Um, a member of the rival to the Tojo clan has died. And um, a, I think as a captain, has been made suspect because he was essentially sort of the last person to be around this guy. And you're trying to help essentially find evidence to clear this Yakuza's uh, name in effect. So I'm going through that at the moment. Um, not gone through it too much. Um, other than some of the main story stuff, I've been trying to look to see like what other kind of minigame stuff there is in this one. So um, there is a drone racing uh, minigame that you can play. Unfortunately, I don't think I've gone too far in the story to actually unlock it as of yet. Um, but it's there and can't, well, can't wait to sort of play it. Yeah, I think the actual air drones might be able to like, race them and stuff. So I'm looking forward to it once I unlock it, whenever that is. It's not quite pocket league racing, but I'm intrigued. No, no. <laughs> no not quite, but um, I mean, I've heard it's coming back for the, for the new Like a Dragon game, so I look forward to that. <laughs> Um, other than that, you've got your typical ones. There's the darts, um, it's on there. So, um, depending on, I suppose, what version of Yakuza you've played, this version of darts is where you, um, you essentially have to like hover your, um, cursor over where you want to hit on the dartboard. And then you just click the button. Um, and you have to like, you have to like uh, time a, like like a, almost like a power bar sort of thing. It like goes up, goes down. You have to get like right in the middle to like hit exactly where you want. In effect, and I think in this one as well, you can get different version of darts. I think the better, better darts you've got, I th- I'm assuming that the bigger this um, hit marker will be, that you'll that you'll need to hit. Yeah, this this is the kind that was in the uh, Kiwami too. Yeah, they, they keep on changing the darts one because I remember in Kiwami, I think it was it, you had to use like the right stick to like. Pull, pull back your shot and like so. try and power the shot sort of thing. It was pretty difficult. Um, it was, it wasn't accurate at all, but I mean, it was pretty immersive in the way they did it that way. Um, one, uh, they've got quite a few different arcade games as well. Um, so there's, uh, there's Virtual Fire 5 isn't there, Showdown version. Um, I think Virtual, there's another Virtual Fire in there as well. It might be the second one. Oh yeah. Um, oh, and there's a couple of us, but my favourite that I've been playing at the moment is a take on House of the Dead. Uh, that's called Camera of the Dead. So like, if you've, if <laughs> nice. you've ever, like, if you've, if you've never played House of the Dead before, it's like a, a light gun arcade shooter. Um, that's just basically you go through stages, shooting zombies, being bosses and whatnot. And it's essentially almost like a player like this, where, um, you know, you move the cursor, you're shooting zombies, um, you get more points for headshots, and then you, you get to the end of the stage and you'll fight like a boss, uh, creature, in effect. Um, and I think there's five stages. I, I did get all the way to like the fourth one, but then you were like, you get five lives, and if a zombie like swipes you, then you lose life. Once you lose all lives, it's like, that's it, it's like game over. And I got as far to like, as stage four about halfway through. And there was so many like specialist zombies that were thrown at me. Like, there was like flying ones. Um, there was zombies where their entire 
skin was peeled off, so he's just, just this red body. Um, and he loved like lunging at you. Um, there was these big fat blob ones that take more damage. Um, and he'd have these like, like these parkour zombies as well that would be doing flips trying to get away from like where your cursor was. It was just nuts. Um, I absolutely loved it. I, I, I might have to go and see if I'm trying to play it at some point. Um, but yeah, that's, that's currently my time with Judgment. I'm going to try and spend more time with it. At some point, hopefully, by the next podcast. Uh, now, the next two games that I've been playing are brand new for me. Uh, not spoke about on the podcast as of yet. So, one of them that I've been, uh, that I've been playing, that I've been eagerly, eagerly, eager to play at some point, uh, for years, has been Borderlands 3. Mm. So, finally. I'm just, I'm sh- Dunned, you've not already played that. I'm as well. Um, I'll, I'll be honest. When it first came out, I did not get it. Um, even though I was really looking forward to it, it just don't know what it was at the time. Whether I could afford it or if it was just like it just suddenly slipped from the radar. I, can't, I honestly can't remember. Um, but no, finally, finally get around to playing Borderlands 3. So, um, story in this one. Is you play as a, uh, well, as a typical vault, uh, vault hunter. Not to be confused with Fallout. Um, and there's four, four new characters in here. So you've got, if I bring up their names, because I'm only playing as one of them. So you've got Amara, uh, which is the siren character. Uh, there is Zane, who is the operative. There is Flack, who is the Beast Master, and the character that I've been currently playing at the moment is uh, Moe's, who is the gunner, so like the typical soldier class, should we say, for Borderlands. Um, so the story essentially starts on Pandora, as it seems to start on in every Borderlands game. Uh, you've been tasked to join the Crimson Raiders, who are essentially fighting off another uh, cult that's come about called the Children of the Vault. Uh, they're currently led by what I'm assuming is the main protagonist in this game, uh, which is uh, Tyrese, no sorry, Tyrene and Troy. And they're essentially running a mock around Pandora. They're looking to try and get um, what's called the Lost Vault map. And they're essentially going around trying to get these vaults open and, and take the power from themselves. So, right now, I'm probably not too far into it myself. Um, I've got to the point where um, essentially shenanigans happen, and you have to get onto this, essentially this spaceship that's called Sanctuary, with the pretty much the whole crew of the Crimson Raiders and some of the allies that you meet, that you've kind of met along previous Borderlands games. And you're going up in space, and now you're going around different planets to try and essentially stop these twins uh, from getting, gaining these powers from the vaults. Um, so, I mean, at the moment, like, gameplay-wise, it's, it's probably the most smoothest Borderlands that I've played. Shouldn't be, like, no surprise, really, as it being the latest one, but, like, 
gunplay feels really nice. Um, the weapons they've got are quite powerful pretty early on, strangely enough. Um, I've got this like burst assault rifle that's just absolutely mowing people down. Um, one thing I've noticed is um, the rarity of the weapons. You seem to get much earlier um, as you're going up in rank. So like you'll normally start off with like common, which is like the white color. Then it'll go up to like green, which is uncommon. Blue is rare. Purple, um, epic, and then you get the orange, which is legendary. I think I got like my first legendary weapon within like one hour of playing the game, which is a bit crazy. Um, but they have I'm like a, I'm all for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, makes it um, easier, doesn't it? <laughs> I mean, they all have like levels to them, so like you know, eventually like a uncommon level 20 will be much more powerful than like a legendary level 7 does it have a difficulty level i don't think it has a difficulty level again it'll be as you sort of rank up and stuff as kind of enemies will kind of try and match up to your level sort of thing um one thing that is good about this borderlands is that if you did play it co-op it will scale the level to your play style so, like, if you were to start a game now, and you're, like, level 1, I'm currently level 14, I think. If I was to join you, the enemies for you would still be level 1. But for myself, they'd all be about my level, so they'd all be about level 13, 14. That's good. Because so, I think before it didn't matter, did it? Because we jumped into Mark's so, game. Yeah, we would jump into Mark's and it, game, and they'd all still be, like, level 2s and 3s while we were, yeah. like, 15s. So we were like blitzing through, whereas like now if I was to join yours, the level, the enemy levels would still scale up to myself. So I would still have like a challenge, find them along with you still having your challenge. Yeah, that's good. I don't know how it quite works. It's quite a few games have introduced that kind of leveling where like you could have crazy weapons, like all sorts of that, but your level will still like match up to match down to. I suppose your level or the area that you're in sort of thing. Yeah. Um, one other good thing as well is that there's two different modes of, I suppose, co-op play that you can choose. So there's one that's based on like the classic Borderlands that's called competitive, where, um, loot drops and it's pretty much first come, first serve basically. Like if you get there and pick it up, then now it's, no one else gets it basically. Or there's another form that's called cooperative, where like all loot is kind of um, dropped for everyone. So even if you pick up your versions of it, there's still a version for someone else that can pick it up. So everyone gets like the same loot. So it's not like it's, hogged it's, by one person. This is more Nathan. like it. Nathan. Uh, no, <laughs> then, um, but it's good because everyone's not just pegging it to try and get the loot there. Yeah, Nathan. Um, so <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. So I think maybe if there is a Borderlands game, we eventually play it. Perhaps this might be the better one to kind of go with because then you don't feel like you're just lagging behind sort of thing. Mm. Well, in, in a way, play? level-wise, you will be. but not. Uh, PS5. But it is cross-play as well. So it's cross-play between PS5, Xbox Series X, S, and PC, I believe. Um, and then I think the... I don't know if this cross play with the previous gen, there might be. But I'm not too sure. So, um that's where I'm with Borderlands 3 as well. Oh, so, I do like oh go on, sorry. 
No, I was just asking, are you playing it co-op or are you just playing it single player? I'm just doing it single player. Um, obviously you can get randoms joined if you want. Um, maybe I might do that at some point, see how, see how it feels. So, um, yeah, just blasted through that. I will mention as well, they, they seem to have updated the vehicle system here as well. So at the moment I've got like three different types of vehicles that I've unlocked. So the normal kind of, um, out rider, I think it's called, which is just sort of like your, um, two person, uh, typical vehicle. Then you've got the, um, there's like a, a truck version, um, where you can have people on the back as well. So you can like transport more people. And then there's, they've got this like, um, Cyclone vehicle that's like essentially this like basically like a donut that you like sit in the middle of and, it, and you can you just like drive as like a single um single seat vehicle it's quite fun to to play at the moment but what you can do is if you you can hijack enemy vehicles and if you take them back to one of like the vehicle depots you can like scrap them for like whatever new part that they've got that you've not had before so like on my outride i've got like heavier uh heavier um, armor on it or there's like a different weapon that i can get um i think i just posted in like a hover version of the cyclone so i'm gonna see how that feels and what's different with that but it's, it's pretty cool i like how more in depth there is with the game for that kind of system so yeah, looking forward to, to playing more of that and maybe at some point getting you guys on it. We shall see. <laughs> we know how that normally goes. I'm not, well, <laughs> we always say, yeah, let's play somewhere else and there's, you know, no, back to EAFC. So, no. Right, uh, the only other game that I've been playing this new this week has been on PC. Um, don't know if you guys have heard of it, but has been making some waves on the on the PC front. So this is called Battle Bit Remastered. I've never heard of it. What's this? Never heard of it. Ooh, good. So, um basically this is if you got a baby between Battlefield game and Minecraft. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Interesting. So it's effectively, um, it's effectively like a, a military shooting game, um, in sort of the style graphics of Minecraft. It's very blocky. Right. Um, but one good thing about it is that it all, um, basically like the entire environment is destructible, which is always fun. It's always fun to destroy things. So, um, I was, I saw my, my friends were playing. I was I was intrigued by what it was, so I read it up and I was like, okay, this could be pretty cool. As Nathan posts an image from uh, Balbit Remastered, so it's it's almost kind of like this is what I want Battlefield to be, minus the blocky graphics, right? If it was more realistic graphics, then yeah. No, this is imagine? what we want. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, I've been playing it a lot, and I, I prefer it over 2042. So. uh <laughs> so, like a battlefield game, uh, you've got your different game modes. So you've got, uh, you've got one that's conquest, uh, which is where you capture different points on the map. Uh, you've got your, uh, rush style game where there's like an attack versus 
defense style where the attacking team has to sort of push and capture objectives to sort of push the defending team back throughout the map. Um, there's also a capture the flag one that I played, um, which gets absolutely insane, um, especially the map that we played it on. And there's a couple of others that I've not tried yet. This, uh, it's very early access at the moment. But it is absolutely insane. Like, it has up to 254 players at once. Nice. And and the <laughs> maps are absolutely massive. They're really massive. Like, I don't know. I, I've, I've not attempted to go from one point to the other because I normally get sniped by the time I even get, like, a core of the way through. Um, but I've absolutely been loving it. Um, you've got your different classes set up as well. So you've got your typical assault class. You've got your medic class, uh, engineer class, there's a support class, and there's a recon. So if you can imagine in typical battlefield fashion what each, uh, each class can do. Um, I've, I've just absolutely been loving it. Um, weapons feel good to use. M- mental, uh, levels of recoil though. Like, I try and like spray like an M, M4A1, and like, by the time I'm finished, I'm like, looking up into the sky, like, you really gotta control it. Um, but you, you can level up each weapon as well, so the more kills you get with a weapon, the more attachments you can lock for it, um, which has been really nice to see. And it's just, I think it's just bonkers. Um, absolutely love it. It just, it gives me that, like, battlefield kind of experience that I've been craving for ever since, like, Bad Company 2. So is, is this the cod killer? <laughs> I, I don't think it would be a cod killer. Like, I, I'd love to see it on consoles. Um, honestly, I think it would, it would so do very well. Is it first person? It is first person, yes. Yeah. So, uh, literally everything's first person. So, vehicles that you drive is first person. Um, I, I do love as well the transport helicopters you can get in. You can, um, you can pull down like the zip line and you can like, Go down the zip line as like the helicopter's going, so you can end up like crashing into buildings and stuff. It's hilarious. Um, so yeah, just, I'm really enjoying this game so far. Um, don't know why it's called remastered though, because this is it's not actually remastered from like a, a, any other game. <laughs> it's they, just they, a they first game. Yeah, they just, they just they just gave it that name because it was funny. So <laughs> why not? Um, yeah, but honestly. Being in some of these, like, battle fights, especially if you're testing, like, one point, and there's, like, 16, you know, players on each team trying to fight over this point, it gets nuts. It gets absolutely crazy. But uh, it's, that's what Battlefield games should be to me, so. Right, well, that's, that's what I've been playing. Okay, well. There you have it. Thanks very much, chaps. Pleasure as always. So if you enjoyed listening to us, please consider tuning in next time. We release bi-weekly on Tuesdays. You can visit our website at jokingdolphin.com. Also feel free to follow us on all social media platforms to continue the conversation. You can find Joking Dolphin on YouTube and Facebook, as well as on Instagram and Twitter at Joking Dolphin. Until next time, thanks for listening. Goodbye. Take care. See ya. And it's X, not Twitter. No, 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 go away.
The lasagna nice, Matt? Yeah, it was good. Did you make it from scratch or no, was it? Like... That's where I was from, I can't remember. Uh, Iceland, I think. Oh, fair deals. I think Iceland still exists. It feels like one of those places that disappeared in the 90s. Well, like Neto. Yeah. <sighs> Neto I miss Neto. Woolworths. You know... Yeah, Woolies. I miss that big W. Mm. They were at um, Catcliffe. Yeah. Yeah, because they had Burger King in there. You used to get like three plain burgers. Great. Love Burger King. Better than Macca's. I remember when Big W closed down and the mad rush. And went there to clear it out. I were there. Of course you were. I bought some. Do you know what I bought? Something you didn't really want, but you just bought it because it was there anyway. Oh, yeah, obviously. How old would I have been? Probably about 15. It's about 20 years ago, so all that. No, I wouldn't have been 15 then. I'd have been younger. I'd have been about 11 then. Anyway, I bought <clears throat> this piece of software where you could print out maps and directions. That aged well. <laughs> but it was like eight quid, so I thought I might need this. That's actually quite useful. You can't always rely on technology and things like that. Order the survey maps. Oh, will you can be now. Order the survey maps will always be a thing that's needed. Well, you can download the. Um, you can draw an area on Google now and download the maps. Yeah, but you can so lose you don't your phone. The internet. You well, your phone. you can drop you, it in a river. Right, if you lose you your phone or drop it in a river, you a deserve to be lost and die. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. If you can't keep <clears> your phone <throat> safe, you don't deserve to keep yourself safe. That's my motto. Yeah. Crack screen, crack skull. Yeah, there we go. I'm done now. <laughs>